Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Gistics Podcast back in the studio. But before we get to all of that, we always forget to do this until the very end. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, yes. leave a review. It really does help. Okay. So this is our first studio podcast in a while. Austin and I recorded one on our way up to uh, Rendezvous. It was uh, quite the drive. Yeah. So for those of you who've listened to a bunch, Austin and I were arguing back and forth. I wanted to drive. He wanted to fly. Decision kind of got taken out of our hands with uh, prices. $2,000 airplane tickets. Yeah. So just would have cost us $4,000 just in flights to get up there. Then we also would have had to ship everything we wanted to bring on a pallet. Still would have had to pay for overnight shipping for some stuff because I forgot it. Um, and then I think the best flight had like a six hour layover. So no matter what we did, it was going to be a tough day of traveling. We decided to bite the bullet. We left here, Wichita at 7 a.m., mm -hmm. pretty much on the dot. I threw one of my dogs in doggy jail, the other one neighbor watching. Austin has his wife at home watching his kids. So no worries on our way. We ended up pulling into Missoula, Montana at 2 a.m.? Yeah, 2, 2, 2.30. 2, 2.30, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Like Sometime after 2. So we then slept for not long, um, got right back up, went down, set up the booth, met some people, um, and then they had wanted us. So they had this this dinner. It was like uh, the something fork wild game, field of fork wild game, something yeah. like that. So they wanted us to come to that. Uh, they had sent us like, hey, buy these tickets, but we're cheap. We're like, uh, now we already are <laughs> national sponsors. You can't have any more of our money. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Austin bowed out, didn't want to go. I wanted to go just for a couple of reasons. One to obviously represent Wal Waltons, but it also did look like they were going to have some amazing food there. So my appetizers were bear croquette which is like a, a flour and bear meat and it's all balled up. And I'm talking to the girl who does it and it's this um, company called Gastronome. I did a post on it on social media, um, but she's going through her, her process for making these. And I just start laughing by like the sixth <laughs> step because it's so ridiculously in depth. And the last part is she takes out a little bit of like edible gold foil and puts it on top. She goes, and so then you go into your, your pantry and you get your gold foil like everybody has. I was just like, that's ridiculous. But they were absolutely amazing. Does that add to taste or flavor or is it just for looks? Just, I think it's just looks. Because I'd be worried of giving, getting or giving heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> no. So the, uh, there is something called colloidal gold that is like designed to be eaten. And it does have some, some uh, health benefits. Specifically, like you ever stretch so much that you can kind of feel your muscles breaking as you do it. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have like enough colloidal gold... In you it'll like kind of fill in there so it is good for you we Weird. apparently don't get that anymore because we've mined so much of the gold out of the earth that there's not as much gold like whatever that might be woo woo i don't know um but then next to them they had one and i'll be honest i went up to it for the what i thought were crab cakes they turned it out being i think trout cakes and they also had meatballs these meatballs were made out of duck and the guy was very excited to tell us about his sauce, which was made out of Mountain Dew, Chinese Five Spice, and some other Chinese pepper. I'd, Mountain Dew is the greatest liquid I on know the face you, of the planet. Yeah, I knew you would have liked it. It was, now I grew up in an Italian family, meatballs, pasta, like staple pretty much. The those gabagool. Were, Where's the gabagool? The, those were the best meatballs I've ever had. They were so freaking delicious. And then the view, um, I took some pictures and posted it on Megistics uh, and social media. The view from the outside or the backside of this barn was nuts. Absolutely You look nuts. like you're disgusted by it. It was just crazy. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my. So I'm just trying to soak up as much of that as possible. Uh, then our three main course meals were, uh, first one was ceviche, and I love ceviche. Mm, yep. uh, second one was, uh, no, it's third one was mule deer. What was the second one? Can't remember the second one was, but it was really good too. The third one was mule deer, which was best cooked deer I've ever had with a sunflower seed topping. And he, the guy who did that was explaining it to me the next day too. And I forget what he did to the sunflowers. Nope. 
I lost it. I almost had it. <laughs> almost had it. Almost had it. But yeah, no, that's gone. So that whole thing was amazing. They raised a ton of money through uh, raffles. There's great stories there, but I won't, I won't slow us up with that. So then go to the next day. Everybody but us is hungover because everyone at that thing is drinking hard. So real quick, funny story. I'm sitting with this group. Uh, they sit down a wildlife biologist next to me who's just fresh out of college. She and I get talking like crazy. Um, they couldn't have sat anyone next to me that I would have been more pleased to be sitting there. I mean, there are some big names there. I wouldn't have cared near as much as talking to this girl. So she's going to be on the podcast coming up shortly. Um, so I'm going to leave. And two girls who were sitting at my table who uh, called themselves BHA wives. <laughs> so their husbands had bought tickets for this, but then got last second hunting trips. So to not waste the tickets, they came. So I'm going to leave and they're huddled downstairs next to like one of those heater things. And I'm walking by, I'm like, all right guys, have a good night. And the one girl that looks at me, she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, uh, I'm going back to my hotel room. She's like, where's that? Oh. And I was like, uh, <laughs> it's back in Missoula. She's like, is that near the fort? I'm like, I have no idea. And in my mind, like I've been with my wife, I've been married for 10-ish years. We were together. For, so I've been you know, 15 years. I'm like, am I getting hit on? Is this lady trying to like, and then I go, oh no, she wants a ride. Like you want to ride. And so I had your truck and I'm like, do you want to ride? And they're like, oh God, yes. So then just randomly, this other girl was like, yeah, uh, can I take a ride too? I was like, yeah, no problem. So we get in the car, we're talking, we're talking. And it turns out the other girl, the random girl was Rue, who is, uh, started this uh, movement or uh, I don't want to say charity organization called the Outdoor Afro. So it's designed to get African-Americans more in the outdoors. And we start talking, I'm like, I know I know her from somewhere. She was at the governor's hunt. So I was like, oh my God, I met you there. The next day we meet Josh, who's our like main point of contact with BHA. And so I'm telling him like, yeah, I actually gave, <laughs> I gave some girls a ride home. He goes, oh my God, please tell me one of them is Rue. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'd never even thought of people were probably looking for it. And they were. They, they, like, thought she had been murdered or something. Oh, like, gosh. Like, she was missing, gone. Well, yeah, they combed got, the grounds for her. Well, yeah, because John gave them a ride. They're never going to find her. No, everybody <laughs> saw her the next day. Um, so, yeah, that was hilarious. And I felt well, both she, terrible she, and laughed. She was, like, time. a major speaker. She was the keynote speaker. Yeah. Yeah. She was the <laughs> keynote speaker. Um, but she's awesome. Uh, I, I really like that that lady. Um she has a great message, great delivery, all around, very, very good person. Sweet. So uh, we met up with a bunch of people um, on Friday. Friday was the first day of it, right? My days are so turned around. Okay. So on Friday, I did a sausage making demonstration. Uh, we go up to this little stage they have set up that has power, plug in the, the grinder, and I'm going to get a little bit of the grinding done ahead of time so that we fit within the, the time window. Turn on the grinder, goes room, 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 room. I'm like, immediately, brand new grinder. So I'm like, just power's not adequate. That's also the one you dropped before we. That is the one I dropped. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you ever take it out and make sure it worked? No. Before we went. Yeah. No. Darn. I wish. I wish I would remembered to have told you that. Like when you had the problem. Oh, I would have freaked out. Yeah, you would have lost your I mind. I would have freaked out. <laughs> I would have been chopping meat up there to try to make it. Work. <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking to the power guy, and I'm like, "It's not working. It's not the grinder. It's not working." He's like, "Okay, okay." And I can see everything we try is still not working, and I can see him think more and more like it's definitely the grinder. But I, like, I can tell by the what it sounds like, like it's just underpowered. So we moved the entire stage. Well, we moved the table, really, and everyone grabbed chairs. We moved down so we could plug right into the generator. Plug went right up. So we made our supreme pizza with pepperoni. Huge hit. I was handing some of it out uncooked to people to take back to their campsites, and I took the rest. We then cooked some of it up on this cool system called the Birch Barrel. I love that thing. I, I think I want so one. Oh my gosh. So I, I created a post on Meatistics for it. I haven't posted it yet. Okay. I wanted to send it to Jamie, the girl there, um, to have her review to make sure like I'm explaining things correctly. Plus, I wasn't happy with the pictures I took of it. So I want her to give me some media for it. Anyways, we'll have links to this thing. It is awesome. And then just went and started cutting up sausage, walking around, handing it out. And the number of times I heard that is amazing. That's the best sausage I've ever had. 
really makes me feel amazing. So right before we were doing this, um, our new social media person has started and I'm running him through how to make snack sticks, summer sauce, or snack sticks, jerky, uh, sausage, just wanting to have him to have like a base of knowledge. And we were out there cooking them. Uh, they were the jalapeno popper sausages. And as we're walking back in, some just customer in the retail stores checking out. And he's like, oh, can I have one? Joking, totally. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, no, 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 no. I was just joking. I'm like, no, you can absolutely have one. So we found him a little like tray and he took one. Well, he called back in to our retail store to say that's the best huh. sausage he's ever had. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Like <laughs> I, I was even telling people, they're like, that's amazing. You made that? I'm like, no, 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 please don't compliment me. It's only my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> it really does. Like when I cook something and someone really, really likes it, it makes me feel great. All right. So what else did we do up there? Oh, I feel like I've been talking too much. I don't. So kind of just start from the beginning. The, the, the first day we were there, my, I guess, minus the drive up, the drive up was just long. Uh, I, I was telling somebody else earlier today, like today's the first day I think that I feel normal yeah. again. Like I think I have enough rest. Uh, Starting to. I'm not 100% yeah. there, but I'm way better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, John and I were talking yesterday and I was like, I'm I'm like falling asleep at my desk. My heart rate was like <laughs> dropping into the 50s because I'm just like so out of it and tired, about to pass out right yep. there. But uh, today doing better. But uh, so after the long drive up, um, the next day was, was beautiful. It was amazing i was so pumped i'm like we are going to have the best time here shorts and shorts and t-shirts it's like 60 degrees but Perfect. up there the sun was warm yep. um it was it was just incredible and then the next day we wake up and it's definitely colder so 38 i think i did yeah i debated putting on shorts uh, or jeans shorts. went i went with jeans had a jacket um ended up i had to come back yeah, you had to go uh, get something. I did I, was, oh, did no, I go was get the, the package? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had to yeah. go get the package. So I grabbed another jacket, oh. wore two jackets then, didn't bring gloves, but I had a pair of like leather work gloves in yeah. the truck. So then I'm wearing those and I'm still freezing cold. By the end of the day, like it had, gotten, miserable. it had gotten slow and I told John, there was like an hour left. I'm like, John, if you're good, I'm gonna go sit in the truck with the heater on for like 15 minutes. I gotta warm up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, he was miserable towards the end. Then... It was the, was it the first day it was windy or the second day? First day was First windy. day. So then the wind was nuts. Uh, we've got two really nice canopies. They're called extreme canopies. Yep. Super heavy duty. Uh, they're really expensive, but we, when we use them, we abuse them and, and they, they, they hold it. up well. Yep. So our neighbor, uh, guy doing some cast iron cookware had a, just a standard pop-up tent and one of the wind gusts that came through literally snapped the thing in half. Yep. It collapsed in the roof of the canopy and then snapped several of the arms and it was toasted. Uh, I was walking around uh, at one point when one of the big gusts came through. So I didn't get to see what happened to the big tent, but the big tent, I guess they had uh, the spikes that go on the ground. Out. They're like six foot spikes. Oh. They were com- They were pulling out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And some of the other tents on the other side, there's there was people just standing there holding on to everything because it was everything was blown away. It we, was nuts. Uh, at one point, we lost a ton of um, of the BHA cutting mats and a few other things. Kurt Ratzliff, luckily, was there to help chase him down. Yeah, Kurt was running all over the open grass field there. It was pretty insane. The wind was pretty insane. Um, so next day, more of the same. Really, Austin and I figured out right at the end. So we're 4.30, it, four it ends. We want to be on the road by 4.30. So we hit that. We were packed up and ready to go at 4.30. Well, we had entered some gun giveaways. And at one point, we figured out that combined, we had over a 50% chance of winning, right? Because we had three of the seven and more. So maybe not, maybe 40% chance. Anyways. So the whole way back, we're waiting for a call because we made sure, like, if we're not here, you'll call us, right? And they're like, yeah. So the whole way back, we're waiting for a call, waiting for a call, waiting for a call. Past the time when they said they were going to do the drawing, we're like, yeah, we didn't win. All of a sudden, my phone rings. It's like, yes! We answer. I'm like, hello? And in the background, I hear gun winner. I was like, oh, my God. They're like, uh, Mr. Trem, because you have to write out the tickets, and I was sick of writing my name. You sure John Trem? Yep. And... uh <laughs> And so he's like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah with BHA. And I'm already so excited. I'm like, yep. And he goes, hey, so you won the Nemo sleeping bag. And I was like, 
and, <laughs> and what else? It's like, can you come by and pick it up? Said, uh, nope, we're already three or four hours into our drive. Can't make, you know, so they're going to ship it to me. So that's awesome. I mean, one something, whatever, who cares? It all goes to, a, I mean, I care, but it goes to a good cause. Yeah. So um, on the way up, we made it straight through just stopping for bathroom breaks and for gas. On the way back, we decided that was not the best plan. Um, so somewhere around Casper. It was like an hour before Casper. And we just pulled over the side road, slept for like four or five hours. Yeah. And then got up and finished the drive. I figured it out. At one point, there was 36 hours that I hadn't taken my shoes off. <laughs> so those shoes got aired out quite a bit once yeah. we got home. Uh, yeah. As soon as we got home, uh, I guess not as soon as we got home, but pretty quick after we got home, I got stuff unloaded and uh, was getting situated with the family. And I took a shower because I'm like, oh, I, well, I, 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 I do not smell good. Yeah, yeah. It was it's a uh, long, yeah. hot shower. And then I had trouble falling asleep that night um, because at one point we switched and I took a nap for like an hour and something. Um, and if I take a nap at all during the day, I can't can't sleep. Anyways. Oop. Oh, who is calling? Answer it. Answer it on the podcast. Live on it's air. It's Mike Christensen. If you want a gun, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, hurt please. you. Please, Mike. It's John. Uh, we are live on the uh, Meet Justics podcast at the moment. Please tell me I've won a gun. No, didn't <laughs> win a gun. Good. Austin okay. wanted to. Uh, <laughs> he would have been very upset. Mike, can I call you back when we're done? Thanks, Bob. Oh man, that would have been great. That would have been. The perfect timing. Oh my just gosh. talking about not winning one. That just I, I would have walked out. I, I honestly falling. think I would have got Why? up and walked out. Why? Huh. I didn't walk out when you won the gun when we were up to Pheasant Fest a couple of years ago. When we were trapped in a car. Yeah, well, yeah, really. you couldn't. So but all right. So real quick, we're gonna get back to one other thing that happened while we're up there, but we have the return of a game. Ooh. What's the meat? So we've got two different proteins. They have two different seasonings. Guess the protein and the seasoning. You get to shoot me twice. Miss them. I shoot you once. With what? Okay. Assault gun. The okay. assault gun. That's nice. always been the. So one is very dark. Yep. One is, one very, is dark. very light. Yep. Do I get any type of no. info? Nope. I'll give you this. I hate that. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't even want to finish chewing it. I don't like the texture. I hate everything about that. That is disgusting. Oh. Is it a, is it something normal? Nope. Not at all. So it's not it's not real meat then. Right? That is not no, it's real meat. Oh. I shouldn't even have given you that. But I despise that. God awful. You'll never get the seasoning. I'll withdraw the seasoning one because you'll never get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like it's chalky. It's maybe just vile all around. It's got a bad taste. It's got a bad texture. It 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 kind of has a texture of red meat, but then with something else to it. Um, okay, but red meat with chalkiness. Yeah, that's what you meant by chalk. Yeah. Okay. Is it a bird or is it? Have I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> so then the 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 color of it almost makes me think it's like. It's like a dark poultry type of thing, which is weird. Uh, I love, yeah, I love your face beaver. trying to not. Ooh. Is that your final guess? That's my final guess. It's not beaver. Ah, that's a good guess. Do you want another one? I'm shooting you either way, so you might as well. Um, you were closer well, with the. G give me some sort of hint then if I'm getting shot either way. Dark poultry was. You were close. Emu? Oh. Close. Duh. Ostrich. Oh, hold on. Hold. I get to choose where you're shooting me. Jeez. Good thing the safety is on. You would have got it, dude. The safety. Okay. Um, you were close with Emu. Ostrich. Ostrich. Okay. It is not a fan. Terrible. Yeah. You, you want it in the hand? I was going to shoot you in the arm. No, I prefer the hand. Okay. Where does one get ostrich meat? At? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get closer. I did. Oh, He's like two feet away and then puts it up like two <laughs> inches from my hand and shoots me. Uh, okay. So that is um, from Wild Forks is where I, I got that. And I'm sure it's no fault of theirs that that is so bad. This one at least looks better. Uh -huh. It looks like a just a light colored pork. That's delicious. Hmm. 
What do we think? So about if you get the one? seasoning but not the thing, it's a wash. If you get them both, you get to shoot me twice. If you get neither, I get to shoot you once. <laughs> like again. Okay, so if I'm guessing the seasoning, the other one, what was the seasoning? I have no idea. Wild game. Oh, okay. So on this one, you got to at least tell me the category. Am I guessing a shaker? It's a shaker. A sh okay. Sure. But let's throw these out. Yes? Yes. God awful. I didn't, had no idea that ostrich was that nasty. I even feel like I've had it before in something. What? I can't quite tell. There's like a sweetness to it. That is deceiving. Okay. It's deceiving. <laughs> Deceptive meat. <laughs> I think you chose one of the rump rubs. And it's it to me it's it's too hard They're to just distinguish taste. between all those. Okay. You want to take a guess out of one of those? Is it an Excalibur one or is it one that we rebranded? Oh no, it's an Excalibur one. I'm gonna say Casey Bold and Spicy. Okay, and what do you think the protein was? Antelope. No. Wrong on both counts. Smokehouse barbecue? Yeah. And wild boar. Ooh. Oh, okay. The, so the pork thing makes yeah. sense. So one of the things that we learned while we were up there, uh, we talked to a couple of different, obviously we talked to a bunch of different vendors. But one of the more interesting ones was one Austin told me to go talk to. Um, they do a bunch of media stuff, and they're huge fans of wild boar. They were like, I've never had a bad um, – you got a little meat right here. They were said they've never had like a bad wild boar. So it's all in how you care for it. Now, I think they said the largest they harvested was like 250 pounds. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, a hogzilla, you're not going to eat that. Yeah, there's guys that go out and shoot them. Six, eight hundred pound yeah. wild hog. And it's like, no, that is not going to taste good. Shouldn't be eaten. Okay. But that was very good. I'm, so st I'm still eating more. It's mm -hmm. delicious. Plus, it helps get the terrible taste of the ostrich out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, really, really bad. What was worse that we've had? The, the tofu brat was worse than that. Do you remember that? We're just spitting it up into this trash can. I, honestly, I don't remember. It was it's at the beginning long. of a live stream or a podcast or something. We both took bites of it and we were like, nope. Right into there. <clears throat> All right. So something else happened while we were, oh, no, I get to shoot you. What am I thinking? Darn it. I thought you were just going to go on. Right, I'll stay further back this time. Oh, you have a red mark in your hand where I shot you. Yeah. Try and hit that same spot. <laughs> Safety. Safety again. So that probably is building the anticipation. You're moving it back. I know because it's. Ow! I did get. Jeez, that one rod. was bad. <laughs> awesome. Oh man! All right. So before we get into meat matters, there's one other thing I want to talk about. While we were up there, I got a text from J. Michael Kaminsky. For those of you who don't know, J. Michael Kaminsky is the reason that both Austin, well, now Austin and I have the Dow Strong Obliterator, which is our. It's just awesome. Um, that is the, the cleaver that sits right behind me in all our videos and all our podcast live streams. Uh, we have done plenty of things with it. It is amazing at breaking down carcasses. So he sends me a text. He's like, Hey, just want you to know Dow Strong's running a specialist today. If you buy this special knife, they will immediately refund you a hundred dollars. So that then took a knife that I'd kind of been wanting from the realm of, ooh, that's pretty expensive, to, ooh, that's very reasonable. So, I present to you dun, dun, the 17-inch Shadow Series Tuna Knife slash Katana. It is NSF approved, it too. It is NSF approved. Dun, dun, dun. So, for those that, that can't see, John is, is doing, like, sword poses and, like, pretending to cut things and... Acting well, we like a samurai. We didn't just pretend to cut things. Oh, we, yeah. Yesterday, I went out and got two watermelons, one for Austin and one for myself. Uh, we recorded us cutting them. We will release that on social media probably the day this is released. So keep an eye out for that. It was amazing how quickly or how easily this cut through that watermelon. Like, 
you felt some resistance, but no, like you didn't have to power through it. It was just part of your swing and there's a little resistance in the middle. I feel like you could easily cut somebody's whatever off with this. <laughs> like what arm, legs, probably a little bit harder. Head. Are we going to put it to the test? I don't think so. Oh, do you remember the show? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. They would pit different like old style warriors against each other. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But They had like ballistic people. So it would like determine how far an arrow would have gone into them or something. Do you think that's in the budget? I don't know. I have no idea what that costs. <laughs> well, we, we shall find out. Um, did you watch Mail Call with Arlie Emery back in the day? No. Oh, it. I have to I have to bring you the the book I have. It's a great book, my okay. type of book. I don't read books, but this is like an adult picture book. Okay. Um, but Mail Call basically was Arlie. Uh, do you at least know who Arlie is? Uh, actor from Full Metal Jacket? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. So he would get mail from people like, oh, what is this? I do know this. And I do know this. Yes, I do. The they had a big deal with watermelons because it just so it just happened like the first day they were uh making the show they needed something to shoot but oh. they had like a, a food thing set up and so they're like well we could shoot the watermelons and then that was the thing they always shot cut did everything with watermelons but that's what i felt like when we were when we were cutting through that it's shopping just, through it i'm r lee here with a big samurai sword and he died last year two years ago i, I think it's been a couple yeah, years yeah it's been a couple years mm -hmm. All right, but this um, has a blade on one edge of it. So cannot go through the true hone. Going to have to get a little bit crazy. And also, let's be honest, it's not going to, like I will not be using this much. This is a kind of a showpiece <laughs> and also will go eventually go down to my like preparedness room. Have you used it to like Good. prepare a meal yet? Have you been slicing like no. tomatoes and I can, well, I can, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do I that. can see you in your kitchen at home, like just cutting everything with it because you can. <laughs> so you're not like, I don't want it to come into contact with wood very much. Whoops. I told Austin to be very careful while cutting the rind off the watermelon and he put way too much pressure in it and not only possibly damaged my knife, but my meat gistics cutting board. Is also severely damaged. That's okay. You need a, you need a new logo on there, anyways. Oh, fair enough. Fair point. Um, no, I really don't. Uh, but I think we're gonna get some sort of holder for it. I forgot to take a picture of my zombie sword and send it to you. Oh. I said yesterday I was gonna do that because it has. You were talking about wearing that on your back. Yes, and that I can do that with my. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's not really. It's not a knife. It's too big for a knife. It's not a sword. I don't know what to call it. I call it my zombie sword, but. So, um, this casing for it, sheath, has four little notches at the bottom that expose the blade. Is that to cut, like, rope or something, string? Maybe. It looks like perfect size for, like, obviously cutting fishing line. But then it has these vents up here, and I don't think those have any purpose. So, I'm thinking they're just decorative. Yeah. But once again, Dal Strong has made another... <laughs> Meat processing knife that doubles as a weapon, weapon of, of war. war. Wow. They, they continue to make awesome things. And this is, I think it's an all carbon fiber handle. And it looks a little like, kind of like it's going to be clunky, but it fits in your hand mm. almost perfectly. Yeah, it feels nice. It really does. And you can two-handed with it. I love it. It's like my favorite thing right now. I know how much you liked it. And I know you just had a birthday. And I considered giving it to you, <laughs> but then I played with it and I'm like, I, I feel so bad. I don't think I can give this no. away. Okay. No. All right. Anything else or on to meat matters? Uh, let's hit up meat matters. Meat matters. Okay. So first story is not necessarily a meat matters, but it does kind of, oh no, real quick hats. So Austin is wearing this BHA hat that has, we think it's cork. Yeah. It feels like cork. I'm pretty sure it's cork. How, how they get cork to be that thin and be on a hat, I don't know. And stay together instead yeah. of like breaking apart. But it's really cool. The interesting thing is that is for putting flies in and fly fishing. Austin mm. is not a fly fisherman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I you, am a fly fisherman. I had a bulletin board growing up. Does that count? As a <laughs> no. Why not? It's cork. I've, oh, I'm, you mean you could wear that because you had I'm a bulletin board. I'm very familiar with cork. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But that's not designed to put you know, notices on that's designed to be able to just put a fly in. 
You uh, could put you could try to put push, push pins through it. You I, just would I love that. Poke How open are you to this? Because that <laughs> what, could be a fun segment. What do you think of just no. the overall shape of that hat, by the way? Height? Me? Yeah. I don't, it's, to, a, it's a touch tall for you, right, John? Yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. yeah. For me, it, it 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 is a it is a touch too tall, but it's it's fine. It, other than that, it, it fits well. It feels nice. Uh it's looks like surprisingly a, light for as big as it looks. Well, yeah. And like it, the cork looks like it'll be heavy. Obviously, it's no cork. Yeah, cork's very not, but it just it looks like it would be heavier. But it's a nice it's a nice fit and hat. Yeah. Let's get down to brass tacks. The fatter we get, mm. the better these larger hats oh. look on us. Like if you look back at old ones, when even when I first started wearing the Waltons, like black one, it looked too big for my head. But as my head and face have grown, you gotta, you gotta it grow, looks more reasonable. You got to grow the beard and elongate it. Like if Austin yeah. had his, no, I've got to lose beard. weight. No, okay. Do. If you need that to motivate That's you, what then I'm working yes, on. Yes. we'll do it. Uh, and then I have this Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. It is like a very, very dark camo. Mm, that is cool. Almost like all black and some greens. But I love it. This is now my favorite um, BHA hat. I believe I have four of them. <laughs> I think so. Oh, I just, the, nice. the bear print's such a cool logo. Yeah. It's just really simple, is, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I like that they didn't put the whole logo on here. They just, just put that. the bear paw. Yep. Yeah. yep. I've got a camo one that is in orange, just the bear. Bear claw. Okay. On to meat matters. Since we were talking about bears, um, three men sentenced to jail and fined for wading in the water with bears. So this happened up in Brooks Falls uh, Park up in uh, Katmai uh, in Alaska. Three men went to jail for wading in the water with grizzly bears. Now, what are they supposed to do? Not go in the water with grizzly bears. That seems so the bear, fairly obvious. So the bear didn't happen upon them. They were they, no, yeah, they thought it out. So this is like one of those famous places where grizzlies sit and wait for the sam or the yeah, salmon to jump up so they can grab them. Mm. So people come from all over to take pictures of that happening. And there's even a deck. Yeah. A viewing deck specifically designed to let you get like that's a so, great angle on. But that's it. so dumb. Why wouldn't you want to get a picture that no one's taken? Why why go get a picture that everyone's taking? Grizzlies don't kill you before they start eating you. <laughs> they just start eating you. <laughs> oh man. So is a picture really it's worth it? Not. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely no. not. Those people. So three, three of them, nine thousand dollars total in fine. So three thousand dollars a piece and ten days in jail. Feels a little much. Um, but I get it from a make sure nobody does this mm. again standpoint, I guess. But what happened to that grizzly, that grizzly guy or whatever? The guy that would put himself in boxes near grizzly bears and then film it. You're talking about the guy who got eaten? Yeah, he got mauled again. I'm just saying, like, even the ex the guy that's the quote unquote expert, the grizzly man was in his name or whatever that was. Man. No, he, that guy he's, he's still wrecked. That was just insane. Oh, was that guy? Oh yeah. That poor guy had many mental problems. Um, the picture of where they're at, though, there's there's 20 bears oh, yeah. all right there. Yep. It's not like you're just like one bear or a couple of bears. Nightmare. There's 20. Worst nightmare besides like being in the ocean with a shark. Yes. It's so here's one thing that might make this a little bit safer. Have you seen that idiot woman, Ocean something? She swims with great white sharks. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> she gets out of the cage. She has flippers on and she will like touch... Not just like huge great white sharks, but they always say they do it after they know the shark is just fed. So they think um, great white sharks mating habits often depend on uh, like dead whales. So if there's a, a dead whale in the area, the sharks will just eat a ridiculous amount of whale blubber and then they're sated and they're calm. So mm. they think that's when they mate. And so they say... That she waits, you know, she knows that the shark is recently fed, so it's calmer. But she is going to get eaten. Yeah. And then, no I thing. can't believe I'm saying this, people are going to blame the shark when it is 1,000% her fault. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know that I actually care about that. Get rid of the sharks. Yeah. I could surf. It's a tough one, but. I could surf. She doesn't want anything to happen to the shark, so. No, she wouldn't. She's <laughs> very much that that person. All right, moving on. Um, this is a, a power lifter article. It's from insider.com, which I found interesting. But the reason I'm curious yeah. about it is that power lifter consumes eight meat shakes a day made of chicken or beef. Gross. So it, it is cooked chicken or beef, which I don't know how that would blend. 
It's gonna it's gonna be a little chunky, right? It's or gritty, gritty. at best. Yeah, it's not gonna drink well Slut, for sure. Slushy, yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of like frizzoni texture. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? I don't like the the icy drinks you get at Quick Trip, where frizzoni. it's not it's not really a liquid. It's slushy, yeah, it's yeah, very slushy. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but, it's but instead of ice, it's meat. Yeah, instead of ice, it's meat. <laughs> yeah, so. There are a thousand calories each, and he drinks eight of them a day. And he does this because he doesn't like to eat, apparently. Like he wants all the calories, but he can't be bothered to eat. Now, something was interesting that I read or that I read in the article is he is a full-time engineer. So he does like world-class powerlifting on the side. That I, would I, yeah. I can't imagine. Some people just hate free Can time. Can we tell these guys just pick a profession? Right. Do I'm one tired, thing. Like, and then I have to read about it. And then listen about it, and then and then I have to compare myself to people obviously try hards in life. No thanks. Right, like you're <laughs> smarter than me, and infinitely stronger than me. Can't you just take one or the other? No kidding, right? <laughs> Don't be top An of your field animals, with too many things. Animals, how dare they? Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he says all the shakes are unpleasant. I have to, <laughs> I have to mentally prepare myself to eat them. I was, I was thinking. Good Lord, I wish I had that relationship with food where it was like, uh, I have to oh, eat again. Gross. Where I'm, it's the exact opposite. It's, uh, can't eat, can't eat, can't eat. Have eaten too much today. Yeah, it was, like I said, when I had uh, the Rona and I couldn't taste or smell. That was, that's why I dropped 20 pounds. Yeah. It's just, I was eating cereal with water because I go, well, I'm out of milk. Wait a minute. Milk Doesn't has matter, no dip. Really? Yeah, and no. you just, you pick up on textures. and But then once that goes away and you're back on to like eating food again, that's a slippery slope. Very no, much out, guys. Yeah. As soon as you start. I just watched the video of the guy making a shake and drinking it, and it's disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> I, I have to imagine the chicken. Did you see what the chicken looked like before he put it in? It is so, that does not look cooked. It just oh. looks vile. Is that chicken? I was. I don't know what oh, that is. Oh, maybe that's fish. No. It's not fish. Well, he says some of them are fish. But That's way too dense. Okay, so then it's chicken. So, so it's he's chicken and water, and he's blending it up. So he needs the the, oh, the it's speed. Chunky. He does this for the speed of it and the amount of calories. He right? said the convenience of it. Just prep, cook or buy. Now imagine <laughs> prepping eight thousand calorie meals a day. Can't, can't imagine remember. just the money you spend on that. That's insane. Yeah. They're starving kids Wait in Africa. Who There's, is this guy? We should do a power. You know how we talk about the monthly boxes all the time and, you know, the the yeah. people getting stuff delivered to them? Mm -hmm. How about one for power lifters? That's going to be really expensive. That would be very expensive but box. look, they're look what they're doing yeah. instead. The alternative is meat shakes. So tell me there's not oh. a market for it. So meat shakes, I would rather have almost, I'd rather have meat sweats than meat shakes yeah, for the sure. Meat, the meat yeah. shakes. All right. So Brazil <laughs> is removing tariffs on beef and chicken. Um, now they claim this is to combat inflation, but it seems way more likely to me that this has to do with possible food shortages. And if Brazil is worried about having enough beef, if they're trying to increase, they are a huge beef producer. Mm -hmm. Like I, they're, I think they're second. I, I believe they're second. Um, that's a, could be a big deal. Um, so it won't, it, it's beef, chicken, wheat, wheat flour, crackers and biscuits, corn, other bakery products. They also lowered the tariffs on fertilizer and then some fungicide. They brought it down from like 12% to 4% tariff to get it. Yeah. And in, in, <coughs> 20, in 2020, Brazil was the largest exporter of beef worldwide. So, and they are now axing tariffs on bringing it in. It just, yeah, that seems weird. That does seem weird. Now, I don't have the link, um, but I read this article yesterday. India is not going to export any wheat at all this year. India has had back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, maybe four straight, but I'm sure three straight record years of wheat production. So oh. they kept upping the amount that they were sending out. None. They're now yeah. they're not a dynasty anymore. Well, they're claiming it's um, because of a, a drought, and maybe that is it. But again... Sounds an awful lot like they're like, uh, we're going to need that wheat. 
Yeah. It'd be interesting because supposedly a lot of a lot of wheat production comes out of areas around Ukraine and Russia where there's stuff going on right now that that may have an impact on uh, a lot of things in the agriculture world. Sure. For, for us, I mean, America produces enough wheat to feed ourselves, uh, but we get a ton of our fertilizer from Russia. And if we're not able to bring that in, it's going to be a real hard growing season for farmers. So we've said it for a long time now. Make sure you have emergency food. Make sure you have a freezer stocked with stuff that you need, um, especially if you have a family. Me and my wife, whatever. We'll eat our dogs. We'll, you know. No. <laughs> my gosh, your dog about killed me the other day. Oh, he was boy. so excited to see you. Yeah. I think he thought you were me when you got out. He, I guess, but he's 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 a lot bigger than the last time I saw <laughs> him. Huge. He looks like he is just put on a lot of extra fat. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a big a boy. Big old boy. But- the vet, A, the vet says he doesn't need to lose weight. And B, somebody who sees him a decent amount the other day is like, has he lost weight recently? So I think we do have him on the right because we've changed his diet a little bit. Because, you know, I mean, he's a big boy, but 185 pounds, probably too much for his joints. That's what, what we're trying to. What's he eating a day? <sighs> um, Two small children? Yeah. <laughs> no, he eats uh, 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 a scoop, which I'm pretty sure is a cup and a half, uh, three times a day. But then he oh gosh, it's ground beef on top of that. <laughs> no way, really. Or he won't eat it. It's just a little bit of ground. Beef. Oh, okay. It's, it's like a little. It's a sprinkling, on. right? <laughs> um, and then he is very good at begging because he's got like the droopy eyes, the wrinkly face, the big ears, yeah. and he'll just sit there and stare at you like the saddest thing in the world. So whatever he eats too much. I'm not a good dog parent. What do you want from me? No, I saw this one guy when he's making his dog's food. It's like there was like sardines in there and like eggshell broken up. Yep. But, but like there's different parts. And I go, I'm watching that. And I just do a scoop. I'm like, there you go. You <laughs> Enjoy. I got a little Rachel Ray something the other day. There you go. Well, Boom. they I don't remember what the show was, but it was like some lady who fixes marriages <laughs> and she was like talking to this couple and they would spend legitimately like 45 minutes making their dog's meals. Yeah. And then they were eating like frozen I knew, I knew a whatever. Guy like that. She, I knew it. The lady's like, like your problem is right here. Yeah. It's like, you need to spend time on yourselves, not your dogs. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Um, okay. So Tyson raises revenue outlook as beef chicken prices surge. And I, for one, don't believe it. That when we have record high beef and chicken prices, that Tyson might be making a lot of money. I refuse to believe it. I think it's a irresponsible article from Yahoo and it should be taken down. Nice. <laughs> Clearly wrong. Um, uh, with record meat prices, Tyson is adjusting their outlook up. Sales of 13.12 billion. Now I almost took out the 0.2, so I almost made it 13.1, but then you realize that the 0.2 is $20 million. 200 million. <laughs> no, the first one, the point 0.1 would be 100. Oh, then, 0.12. 0 0.12. So the two, yeah, yeah, the, okay, two. I got you. Um, it was estimated it would be 12.8 billion. So fair amount of, uh, excess profit there. Um, so it says beef prices were up 24% in the second quarter. Chicken was up 14 and pork was up 11. We should do a crossfire, but it's just with like meat stocks on TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, we could do that. That'd be stellar. Um, we should start keeping like a better written track of where prices are for like different grains, animal prices, oh. uh, uh, like actual like hanging weight of animals. Where uh, do you want to display like this? Butcher price. I don't know. So maybe on meat logistics or just post it, talk about it on the podcast and put it in the podcast notes okay. in the podcast section. But uh, might not be a bad. It would be interesting. Bad thing to actually have like a some sort of table we can update on logistics where people can just go and look. A line graph or something. And where it would say fair. like what the hang. Yeah. I bet I could put something If we together. found a service out there. Yeah. Just hook I it could up. Ho I could hook into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's look into that. That's a good idea. Um, but there are a lot of articles. There, there's no article on what I'm about to talk about. But I read a lot of articles recently about U.S. consumers who are going to switch from beef to chicken this year because of the cost increase in beef. There's been a push for a long time for this to happen. This 
feels like, oh, now you're going to have to do it. We're making you do it. And A, I don't think it's going to happen. I think what we're going to see is massive increase in hunters and people hopefully doing more to consume all of what they harvest. And B, I think people will just continue to pay. I, I don't know. Obviously, a unique situation, no kids, so I'm not in the same boat as a lot of people. But unless it gets back up to, you know, where it was six months ago, I'm going to continue eating beef. And even then, I'm still going to continue eating beef. It just, it won't be the ribeye that I wanted. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they make, they make concessions, um, but they, they would, they don't stop. Right. Yeah. So, so keep dreaming. Um, four meat products are being pulled from grocery stores in 15 states. Um, so dull chicken salad, pork and chicken stew, uh, Olympia provisions, mortadella, and chef's craft chicken breast filet are all being recalled due to uh, safety concerns from the processing aspect of it. So we talked about last week or the week before a couple of tons of chicken that was being recalled. Then we have these, which are are different. It's just, I think the meat processing industry as a whole did such a great job through COVID, but I think too many things probably got pushed under the cracks because they're just like, we don't have time to deal with it now. We don't have to, like in our way, in our final run up to the website, there were a bunch of things where I'm just like, don't have time for it now. Don't have time. Like, nope, nope, nope. Um, I'm betting the food supply chain did a lot of the same. And this is coming back to bite us. A couple of these recalls, I mean, they're just, they're stupid mistakes. Yep. Uh, two of them were just labeling issues. Yep. There's nothing wrong with the meat, but it's going to go to waste because they didn't put on the label what they should have, which is, it, it stinks, it's silly, it's stupid because it's it's wasting something that is perfectly edible. Um the other two, one was just for a lack of uh, FSIS inspection. So I, I don't know how that would happen. I don't know. Somebody was processing on the kill floor when their inspector wasn't there, maybe. Um, and then the last one uh, was just not cooked properly. I assume and that they did it at a, a facility that was not inspected. That's what I assumed. I mean, if you did that, then you deserve to have it recalled. But... Because uh, that's like, that's bad. That's right. blatantly. Sure. Uh, but if they just did it while the inspector wasn't. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just okay. guessing. I'm, I'm thinking someone would be, would be smart enough to like not go that far is what you're saying. Yeah. But maybe they did. I don't know. Eh, but crooks either way, it's all, they're, they're all four things that could have, could be easy, could have been easily resolved, but they weren't. No. And now we're all out ton, literally ton of food. Um, and then lastly, I don't know why it's not in here, um, but we are now up to 7 million slaughtered uh, turkey and chicken um, from avian flu in 2022. Ooh, it rhymed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to, what to say anymore other than hopefully you know how to make your harvest, make whatever your own meat. Hopefully you have a vacuum sealer. Hopefully you have a deep freezer and have been paying enough attention. I assume if you're listening to this, especially still when we're an hour in, I assume that you're on the same page as us and are aware of the possibility of what's coming. Yeah. If you're not, start paying attention. Nobody wants to be the person in the neighborhood without any food because unless you're my one neighbors who I love, you're not having <laughs> any of mine. Real quick, water moxin on my pond. Got a real close look at it. Um, what do you think the response would be from the Bel Air police if I shot at it? Well, you can't, especially not on water. You miss and it'll ricochet. I'm not gonna miss. No, you can't do that. That you would go to jail. You'd get you'd get a severe fine and you would go to jail if you get caught. If I got caught, I'm gonna I'm gonna call up <laughs> Chief Atterbury when we're done <laughs> with this and tell him be on the lookout. We got a crazy trembling. Oh man, he's coming. Who do you think he likes more, you or me? Me? Not even close. I have like some sort of like relation to him. I talk to my, him all the time. My brother, my, he's, he's my brother's father. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Also, uh, my dogs chased a coyote out of our, uh, tree line this morning. Oh, so yeah. we went around back the whole time. They weren't barking. They were just pulling as hard as they could. And we watched it run across the street or really four o'clock, four thirty in the morning. 
So the streetlights are still on. It goes across the street. Riggins starts barking and like, it's a crazy bark. Cody stops and comes back across the street. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> says, what's up, like, dude? what is this? <laughs> so then they were pulling me. So we like cleared kind of this corner of my house. As soon as it saw us, it went running, but it heard the barking and came back. Huh. So I'm wondering if that's like, you know, coyotes, you occasionally draw dogs off into uh, like yeah. where there are other coyotes. I was wondering if that's what they were trying. I don't know, but if they do that, good luck with Brutus. I think oh, he'll he could take him. <laughs> I don't even know what Brutus would do. Reagan's would eat him. Like ah, Bruce is just so big. You just take one paw and go. You're dead. Yeah, no, I think, and with as strong as his jaws are, I think Bruce probably crush a coyote skull in a bite. But yeah. Riggins is the one who would like that yeah. would be his favorite thing yeah. to do ever. The first time we saw a coyote, fresh out of the shelter, where I don't think he'd ever seen a coyote or anything, he saw it from like 200 yards away, and he's like, "That's not a dog. I have to eat it." <laughs> and we'd see other dogs all the time. And he'd be like, "Whatever." He almost like turns his head when we go past dogs that are barking at him. Like, yeah, you're not worth my time. But he sees a coyote and ooh, he's like close to a dog, but not a dog. All right. We got anything else? Nope. Awesome. Everybody look with envy on my Dalstrong 17 inch Katana slash tuna knife. I might have to buy an entire tuna just to cut this (laughs) up with. Oh, that would be stellar. It'd be expensive. Is it really that expensive? It would be expensive. But like tuna meat in a can is so cheap. <laughs> this is not for tuna meat in a can. This is for the whole tuna steak, which apparently they call it a loin. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah. So just to cut through it all in one go. It'll be fun. Have to be very Are we wrapping up right now? We are. Do you have something else? No, I just want to see a really cool thumbnail if you pretend to like hit Austin with this sword. Like, ah. <laughs> Perfect. That's what it is. All right, guys. Well. Like, comment, subscribe all you want, man. Nope. I already said that. (laughs) Too late. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Meatistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatistics.com. Waltons. Everything but the meat.